Hey, you're listening to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll learn why you're feeling so burnt out, some insights and hacks to get you along this entrepreneurial journey. I'm Kylie Yotel, former oil and gas manager, turned health coach, life coach, and business mentor for female entrepreneurs just like you and help them heal and recover from burnout. Welcome back to another episode of the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Amy Singleton. She is a former OR nurse. And, you know, I've talked about my stressful career, so it's not as stressful as being an OR nurse for sure, because um, not only was she an OR nurse, but she also assisted in open heart surgery. Talk about, you know, uh-huh. critical thinking skills and being, you know, light on your feet and being, you know, able to react in the moment and respond. I give you so much props, Amy, for that. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking about how she went from being a nurse and how she switched into becoming a digital marketing, uh, a digital marketer. And now she has her own digital marketing agency. And we're going to talk about that that transition for her. And um, because her goal really is to expose that there's room in business for those who don't fit the mold. And I know a lot of you in the audience are just like me. We're like, I don't want, I don't fit any mold. I don't want to fit any mold. And so we're going to be talking about that today because right, there are plenty of career choices. There are plenty of business choices, right? We don't have to, uh, you know, suffer from the bad choices, the health issues and the other things that have Come upon us as a result of just living and being in our businesses and the career choices that we've made, even like you've heard my story, relationship choices that I've made. So today we're going to be talking about how we don't have to be a quote victim to our circumstances and how we can take anything and change that for the good and for the betterment, not only of ourselves, but for the people around us. So Welcome today. Thank you, Amy, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, So first question, how the heck did you go from working in the OR as a nurse and becoming a digital marketer? Uh, Well, it sounds like I just kind of made a choice one day and switched, but it was a, it was about a, a, you know, eight, seven or eight year process really to make that, to make that complete transition. Uh, so yes, I was a registered nurse. I still am a registered nurse. I keep my licensure up to date just because I'm, I love that field and I love serving, um, medical clients and speaking their language is very important to me. Keeping up to date with what's going on in medicine, um, is also very important to me. Um, and you just never know what's going to happen. Right. So, um, so when COVID hit, you know, New York was calling going, Hey man, 1200 bucks a day, come on up. And I'm like, no, thanks. We we're all set, <laughs> but it's always nice to have that, uh, that, that plan Z in your back pocket. Uh, but yes, I was a, a registered nurse in the operating room. We did open heart surgeries for about a decade, um, and found a lot of joy in that, um, in that space. I was absolutely, like you said, um, critical thinking, light on your feet, knowing what to do. Um, I was a badass in that room. I knew exactly what was going to happen, how to navigate it, no matter what happened, you know, people are dying, we're doing CPR, all kinds of stuff going on all the time. Uh, I had a nurse that I was training one time, say I I left the room to get some supplies that we were out of in the room. And I came back and she rushed me and said, never leave this room again, because I know when you're in this room, no matter what happens, you know what to do. 
so it gave me so much, um, so much of my identity was wrapped up. Like uh, you mentioned bad, bad relationship choices. So much of my identity was wrapped up in uh, my ex-husband, uh, my relationship with him and in my nursing. And after my divorce uh, from my ex-husband, uh, I started facing some health issues that we had no idea what was going on. Um, I ended up in a wheelchair. I had to move back in with my parents, uh, very sick. So I lost that career after uh, over a year of testing and stuff. They find out I have lupus. I have rheumatoid arthritis. I have a host of all these autoimmune diseases that were really affecting my life. Right. So, uh, I was very lucky to have a disability insurance policy, which doesn't pay everything, but it paid the bills. Uh, for a good while. And um, so I had to leave nursing. I had to leave my nursing career. Um, After that, um, after my divorce, where all of my purpose was wrapped up in that career and in that man. And so when I left that, I thought I was going to take a break, but really my life just got more complicated and, um, and more hurtful. I fell into a very deep depression, um, extreme anxiety. I started drinking a lot to numb the pain. My life was absolutely in shambles and I couldn't move. It got so bad to the point that my ex-husband came and snatched my kids and was like, look, you're not even taking care of you. Like, we're going to go over here for a while. Will you figure this stuff out? And so, um, I really was so directionless, so purposeless. I felt, um, I felt like I had nothing to offer. I felt like this world was better off without me. And I many, 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 many times sat there with a handful of all the pills I'd been prescribed in my hand, ready to end it all. And I'm so grateful that I didn't. It took someone from outside my inner circle. I had distanced myself from everyone and everything in my life. I rarely left my home. I wouldn't speak to my family. I was so embarrassed and so, so depressed that I, I literally couldn't move. I didn't even want to want to, I just wanted to die. Uh, so having someone else come in and go, you're better than this, get your ass up. Let's get moving. Um, it really took someone else coming and showing me that I had value again. Um, and long story short, I met my husband, my now husband, we've been together, uh, been married for five years and, um, he showed me that I was valuable and he helped lead me, um, to a better path. The way that all of that happened was he was a serial entrepreneur, had owned many businesses. I had zero example in my life of business owners. Uh, my grandfather was kind of, was a business owner and kind of a businessman, but he died when I was five. So, um, really no business owners in my family. Everyone was, it was kind of like the rich dad, poor dad, right? Like we get an education, we go and we get a good retirement plan and we make just enough to get by and we don't have to worry. And that was the way I was raised. So this idea that if I need more, I can just go make more money was so foreign to me. Yeah. So, um, as I started feeling better physically, mentally, um, my health was improving. I needed a purpose again, and, um, we were looking for a way to solve a problem in our community because of my husband's background in business ownership, um, and local service business ownership, specifically in general contracting and painting companies over the years that he'd owned. He's like, you know, who, I've paid a lot of money for a lot of money to over the years, home advisor, Angie's list, GoDaddy, Wix, Weebly, all of these digital yeah. businesses that promised the world to deliver buttkiss for, mm-hmm. you know, and that did not help our business move forward. So we had, yeah. dis- we had, uh, we were investigating, maybe we wanted to open a restaurant, maybe we'll, you know, where can we serve this community? What, what can we do right here locally? And digital marketing is where we landed. We were like, we've paid a lot of money to people that ripped us off and didn't do what they said they were going to do. And that's where we can dig in and start learning. And and that's exactly what we did. I love it. Wow. Talk about 
yeah, you and I have a lot of uh, similarities in our story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh I think we goodness. all do. There's so much, so much more in common. I felt so alone uh, getting in my divorce. So my ex-husband was my very best friend from age 12, uh, oh. 20 years together, two children, almost 10 years of marriage, and he turned out to be gay. I thought oh. I was the only woman in the world that that had ever happened to. I felt so alone. It turns out it happens a lot, all the time. I, I started meeting other people that that had happened to. So yeah, I think there are a lot more commonalities between us than, than differences. Uh, and I think that's the power of sharing our stories online, on podcasts mm-hmm. and when we hear that someone else has gone through something similar, like I just recently released my book about my abusive relationship. And there are so many people coming to me telling me like, wow, I really resonated with this part of your story. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I had no idea. And there's so much shame attached to me putting that out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm writing this in a book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm putting that out there, but you know what? The people closest to you, probably aren't going to read the book anyway. So just write it and serve girl. That's the, that's the really funny part. I thought it, you know, I was like, okay, I'm helping the masses and no one, like, no one close to me is going to read the book. I have family like commenting on my social media. Oh, you they know, are reading it. They nice. are reading it. People close <laughs> so to me. So authors it. I talked to were like, yeah, my family's never read it. <laughs> They purchased it. I don't know if they're <laughs> there. You it. go. No. Um, but you know, they were like, I, "I bought the book so I could support you." Oh my gosh, we have an yeah. author family. This is so, you know, this is so bomb. I'm like, uh, okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just burying my soul to the world. Thanks. <laughs> right, because you know, when you said the handful of pills, that's also part of my story. I actually took the handful of pills, um, and then when I uh, I was fading out into black and I was like okay god I changed my mind (laughs) (laughs) wait wait (laughs) you know and I said you know if 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 you save me I'll do whatever well I'll do whatever you want and then part of that was writing the book and writing the story it's like oh like so you're coming back to collect okay I guess (laughs) okay I get my pen (laughs) yeah uh, but it did, it did take um, about 10 to 12 years to actually, or, or more to write the book mm-hmm. and like, you know, get out of my feelings and, be, you know, just think about the impact that the book would have and sharing my story would have. So just thank you so much for sharing, you know, those vulnerable parts of your story today, because, you know, it's, it's really going to touch someone and, um, Wow. Our mess is our message, right? I mean, that is the the thing that people resonate with. People are so tired of fake. People are so tired of, you know, I'm so, I'm so tired of hearing this word authenticity. What does that even mean? Like, are you really being authentic? Is your life as perfect as it looks on Instagram? Because mine's not, you know, some of my most engaged with Um, reels are the ones where I show my belly skin. I've lost 180 pounds of weight. And, you know, people are like, holy crap, like that. I have skin like that too. The things we try to hide are our message. Those are our lean in stories. Those are what get people engaged and make people not feel so freaking alone in this world. We're not alone. We are meant to be together and to be sharing our experiences and helping one another take that next step forward. 
without bearing our soul and saying, yeah, this is what recovery looks like. It can be yeah. for you too. You know, you don't have yeah. to be depressed, drunk on a couch. You can have a better life. This is how. Uh, I love that. And I, I love that you have that background and I'm assuming you pull that into like how you help people with their digital marketing as well. Like you help them pull their mess from their message. I don't know. Is that something that you do with them? Um, you know, typically, um, you know, not really, <laughs> not, okay, their okay. <laughs> not in their businesses necessarily, but it, it depends on your business. Of course, you know, like right. if your business is very personal and, and you are the business, you are the face of the business. Absolutely. Sharing your story is, is absolutely it when it relates to, as it relates to a business. So say I have a plumbing company, my, my story, the fact that my father started this business in 1955 with two rubber bands and a piece of scotch tape. That is not the story. That's not, there is a place for that story. It's on our about us page on the website. The story the business should be telling is the story of their client. The story of how their client wins, how their client is a hero, how their client overcomes by engaging them as a guide to fix their plumbing problems. Yeah. I know there's an ad story. There's an ad that plays on the radio here. He's called the smell good plumber because he's, Uh, and and we remembered it when we had a plumbing issue it's like oh the smell good plumber and so we we called him on you know or we we googled him and we called him and they came over and you know that's the power of like marketing and setting yourself apart and having you know having that story of reversing this, you know, flipping the script on like, oh, all plumbers smell bad, all plumbers, you know, show their little crack or whatever, you know? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, So if someone were to, you know, want to just look at their marketing and see like, okay, like how you said in the beginning, a lot of us listening to this podcast are burnt out with marketing, probably have spent lots of money on marketing and like sales trainings, marketing trainings, even have hired some people in our businesses and then didn't work out. I mean, I don't know how many virtual assistants I went through until I found, you know, the good fit that I have now. What, what can you tell someone who's listening today? Like, What kind of advice would you have for that person listening right now who is like, well, as I, I get what you're saying about, you know, marketing and how, you know, we should really have it in our business. And I would love to scale. I would love to, you know, grow my business with marketing, but I've been burned so bad so many times. Like, I don't even know who to trust. I don't know who to hire. Like, how do you even get around in this world without getting burned? with, um, hiring someone to do your marketing for you. Yeah. Um, that that's a tough one because there are, there are so many digital marketers out there. All you have to do today to be a digital marketer is raise your hand and say, I'm a digital marketer. (laughs) There's really no, um, there's really no regulation. This is one of the only industries that we take 
money and we call it an investment and there's no regulatory agency telling us the right way to do something, the wrong way to do something. There are no penalties for not delivering. And, but there's Mm. also no way to guarantee an ROI either. So we're kind of stuck in between. So one of the best questions I can uh, encourage someone to ask, if you're, if you're talking to a marketer, someone who's going to build your website, someone who's going to perform SEO for you, or someone who's going to run an advertising campaign, ask them this question. Do you white label? Okay. You typically get with a digital marketing company or person is the talking head, the salesman that's going to sell you that beautiful website, that's going to sell you that SEO. And what they do is they take your money and then they outsource that work to someone typically in the Philippines or in India to do that work. Then they get the work back and then they present it to you. So they're Mm -hmm. the middleman. Okay. That's the large percentage of agencies do that. So they don't have control over the, over the process. They don't have control over the deliverable. They don't have process over the training of that person or their skills. So ask your digital marketer, do you white label or is everything done in-house by your team? Mm. And then ask them, how big is your team? How many experts do you have? Is the person building the website, the same one running my advertising campaign? Because that's a different skill set. Yeah. Right. So make sure that they have someone in their agency that is an expert at Google ads, that is an expert at Facebook ads, that is an expert at graphic design. Yeah. These are the things that we have at height um, that help our clients move forward that is different than another company. Uh, I love that. Can you tell us more about height, um, the digital agency? Because when we first met and, you know, we're, we were just chatting. I was so impressed with the business model. I really want you to share that today and like how you guys got started, how you guys got connected, because that story is fabulous. Well, thank you. Uh, so Height Digital is, um, is a franchise agency model. It's completely different than anything that you can get anywhere else. Um, and it's because of the vision of our CEO, JC Height. Um, he had a calling on his life from a very young age that he was going to impact the country, uh, or the impact Latin America in some way, wow. had no idea how he's in a trailer park in Arkansas. And, uh, he was very wealthy, very well off, owned a couple of airplanes, was high up in finance and knew lots and lots about, about lots of business topics, uh, but wasn't exactly sure of the path forward, uh, ended up traveling to every country in Latin America, except Nicaragua. He got hooked up with someone from his college because they have like an exchange program for Nicaraguan students. And long story short, he met his wife, Karen, who is Nicaraguan, and they now live there. And they're on a mission to, we are on a mission to change that country. It's a third world country, very politically unstable. Um, We're currently the third largest employer there. Um, All of our fulfillment team, all of our experts, most of our experts are there. Our corporate offices are held there. We travel there often and see them all the time. They're part of our family. Um, But what's beautiful about it is that we pay our team 30% more than they can make anywhere else. We also send their children to the American college prep school. So K through 12, um, that's an additional cost to people there. Most of the people in that country have about a third grade education. 
Um, and so we educate our team members' children. Once our team members have been with us for five years, we also send their children back to America for a four-year college degree. The wow. only way to uplift people is to educate people. And so yes. that is our mission. And not only are we impacting that country, all of our team members and their families there, but we have over 20 franchises across the United States from coast to coast. And we have our own small teams here and all the businesses that we're serving in our local areas and across the nation. I have clients from California to Washington and I'm in Oklahoma, but uh, we don't compete with one another, but we're able to serve uh, so many people and impact yeah. their lives and grow their businesses as well. So we've been accused of being a cult. Um, it's just so freaking wholesome. Like it wouldn't matter if we were paving roads or doing digital marketing, we're impacting people. And that's, yeah. what's really the most important thing. Um, so, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really love that business model and how it all came about and, you know, it's all about one person connecting to another person, just like you and I connected in the digital space. And now you're here sharing your story with my audience and someone, you know, out on the, you know, the interwebs is going to pick up on this story and, you know, like by supporting your company and like by hiring your company, they're going to be impacting someone in Nicaragua. It's like, it's, it blows my mind how, you know, the digital age can connect so many different people. Like my team yeah. is based in the Philippines. And I, like I said, I found, you know, the people that work for me through trial and through, you know, just mm. trying, you know, you just find people online, you try them, if they fit, then they fit. And if they don't fit, they don't fit. I also have an agency model and I, I found my guy through through a platform. And then he ended up getting recruited by the, this agency. And now, you know, I refer people to that agency and it's like, it's, and they, they are specifically just for um, automations and workflows because that's mm -hmm. what they specialize in. And, you know, it's, I know you guys do other things like web design and that's the thing that they don't do. So, you know what I mean? Like there's so many um, aspects of digital marketing yes. and you know they really honed in on we're just going to focus on workflows and automations and that's how you know they grew their business and that's where I refer all my clients to and I love that um, they are also based I think in Latin America as well and so yeah like we're we're impacting we're impacting other nations and it's one person so, at a time one person at a time Oh my That's gosh. all we can do. Uh, yeah. Um, we talked about so many good things today. If there's one thing um, you want to, if there's one thing you want to leave the audience with today, what would that be? Well, um, I would definitely say that leaning into who you are as a person is the best thing you can do for yourself, whether it be business or personal, um, you have to take care of yourself first. And we hear that so often, but it's so difficult to put into practice. You can't pour yeah. from an empty cup and, uh, you know, what we have to pour from really is the saucer. We can't pour from the cup, overflow your cup and pour from the saucer because loving yourself first, you are the only um, permanent thing, finding out what your infinite purpose is in this life and being able to serve that through all of the finite projects that we deal with, right? Like I'm a mother, 
Uh, today's my oldest son's 19th birthday. He's not going to need me forever. Right. Yeah. Like I'm a mother. I'll always be his mother, but my, that project is wrapping up. He's, he's about to leave, you know, he's growing up. I can't have my purpose wrapped up in that. I had my purpose wrapped up in his dad and in my nursing career. And so even today, my purpose is not wrapped up in my agency. My purpose yeah. is wrapped up in bringing help and hope to people who have failed, who have failed themselves, whose bodies have failed them, who other people's decisions have failed them. There is a path forward. And as long as you keep that North star of that infinite purpose moving, all these little finite projects that come and go throughout our life, whether it be a husband, a child, a job, they don't matter anymore because we can yeah. be happy in the day where we are serving that purpose all the time. We can serve an infinite purpose, but we joke in it, we joke at height that I might be most likely to go to prison. So I can even serve that, that purpose in prison. I can bring help and hope to people there. I can't be a mother there. I can't run an agency there, but if I have that yeah. North star leading me, I absolutely can, can flourish. Oh, I love that concept of the North star. Yeah. Well, if there's, um, if people want to reach out to you and find out more about your agency, or even like, if they want to, you know, just find out more about how they can support the people in Nicaragua, I don't know, um, how can they get connected with you? Singleton.net. All of my links are right there. Um, I have a uh links to our creative uh, options, our, our fulfillment with SEO and advertising. Um, also, I do public speaking and have a podcast myself called Queen's Lead. So um, all of the links are there at amysingleton.net if someone wants to connect. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook at The Real Amy Singleton. Oh, I love it. Thank you. And my gosh, yeah, your reels, like great reels are supposed to be real. And I love that your reels are real. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you again, Amy, for being on the podcast. And if you want to check out anything that Amy mentioned today, go check out the show notes right down here below this episode. And we'll see you guys again next time. Bye. Bye.